Welcome to the Unlocking Landscapes podcast. My name is Daniel Greenwood and today I'm outside, not sitting at a computer on Zoom with a really nice person uh, to talk to. It's just me, out in the wilds of the Sussex Weald. So today I'm going for an eight mile walk to go and visit uh, an old beech tree in an area of forest about four miles away from where I live. You can get there on foot off the beaten track, so to speak. This will be a shorter episode than, than normal. Uh, one I'm experimenting with, just seeing how it comes out, seeing what people think. You know, if, if there's a, an interest in more of these, I'd be really happy to do more of them. And if I like it, I mean, I might do it as well more often, which is probably the main thing. But it's really nice to be outside again. It's a really sunny day. It feels like spring is coming. The birds are out and about. I just heard a buzzard calling. I'm on the edge of a, of a field at the moment. Just heard a green woodpecker as well. But yeah, I'm going, going in search of a beech tree. One I've checked up on quite often. It's quite old. Not always treated that well by people. But it'll be nice to stretch my legs and get out into the countryside for a bit. I'm also going to be taking some photos and recording some little bits of footage which I'm going to put together into the YouTube version of this podcast so if you want to see a few images check that out as well I'll put a link in the description so yeah hope you enjoy thanks for listening I'm standing on a path either side of me is a stream what's known in Sussex, as a, this part of Sussex at least, as a gill. And you might be able to hear it running. I'll just get a bit closer. It's been a walk of about three miles from my front door to get here. It's a really lovely sunny day. There's quite a few people out. Whenever there's a lockdown in place, the local area gets a lot busier. I think people in this part of Sussex, they they like to drive down to the South Downs and go to London at the weekend. So that can make places a bit quieter, but at the moment, people can't really move around. I've now arrived at Sheepwash Gill, which you can hear quite clearly. It's also running, well, fairly clearly. And this is obviously somewhere that people used to wash their sheep back in the day. Don't really see that happening anymore. Well, definitely not here. There's no one here. It's usually dogs running in it. But you can, it's cuts all the way through to the sandstone, which is one of the geological aspects of the of the weald, particularly the high weald.
it's a beautiful stream. It wends its way and winds its way through the woodland like a natural watercourse. And it's all dammed up with birch logs further down. You think a beaver might have been been busy there, but you're not going to get a beaver on a stream like this. Though did one did escape nearby, but I think they found it and uh, took it back to its home at Nep. Whenever I come to this place, you can see there's people who don't usually come here on foot. And I just turned around and there was a man standing there at a crossroads looking at his phone. Obviously just working out which route to take. But people, I think, are quite surprised by the mud today. It's really muddy. Oh, it's actually still ice. Can you hear that? I don't know why I say can you hear that, because you can't answer. So I'm now moving into an area that's surrounded by pine plantation. This is a forestry commission site. And on one side, there's lots of pines with their pink and grey and sort of orangey bark. I know a lot of people will probably not agree with that and say it's a completely different colour. But on the right hand side, there's a big ditch and there's ferns growing on the ditch. There's birch trees and old bracken. And up on the bank, there's ranks of larch trees. So this has been planted up probably about 50 or more years ago as plantation but it's actually lapsed. So it's not being managed for timber anymore. And as the cliche goes, nature is taking over. So this would once have been heathland with pockets of ancient woodland. You can just see a really big pine tree in the distance, just through the larch trees and that's a Seems like an open grown tree, which shows you that this would have been open heathland. Very sandy soil, very good for heather, obviously, which is where heathland gets its name from. But heathland's a really important landscape, particularly in southern England. It's really been devastated by development in the past 150 years. I've just stopped underneath a crabapple tree, which is something you don't often see in sort of wild landscape so much. You seem to see quite a few of them in the New Forest, which is also quite a heathy landscape. So I wonder if there's a link there. If you know, let me know. It's just leaning over the path, hanging over. It's got quite a big trunk. Probably one of the bigger crab apples I've seen before, actually. Not that I'm the world expert on crab apples.
So in England, we, we've been in this national lockdown since somewhere like 6th of January, I think. My sister messaged me yesterday, said, I haven't seen you in a year. It's like, yep, it's been long, it's been a long time. Hopefully things are improving. But at the weekends, I try and organise a walk. And my target today is actually to get to this big old beech tree, which is hidden away in an area of ancient woodland here in this part of the weald and I'm going to have some lunch there but it kind of gets mistreated it's a really, it looks like an octopus but I've noticed more and more people are having fires on its roots and like fires in its buttresses I know that sounds kind of funny um, but it, it really does harm it so I do like to go and check up on it and see how it's doing and I do actually clear away some some bits of firewood underneath it if I if I find it. Not that that's gonna make any difference, but it makes you feel a little bit less helpless maybe. But I'm just passing on my right hand side an area of Heathland where Sussex Wildlife Trust have been doing some clearing of some of the conifers just to allow the Heathland to to be to return a bit. And you can see the, the old heather growth on the bank. And I believe this is a good place for reptiles in particular, so snakes and lizards and stuff. For anyone who's not in Britain or doesn't really know much about British wildlife, we don't have many reptiles. <laughs> we really don't. We don't have many amphibians either. But the ones that we do have, people are generally terrified of. Um, but they're really important species and they do need our love and affection in an appropriate way to uh, survive really. And if I just look over this bank, I can see an area where there's a really nice stream and you might be able to just hear it and the wind's blowing. It's not as magical as you might have hoped it sounds a little bit like someone's going to the toilet but you know flowing water can't beat it really can you this is actually a perfect day to see some of the first reptiles coming out to bask in the sun i'm standing here looking at a bank of old bracken and dried grasses and i need to work out whether it's south facing which is what they prefer because it gets most of the sun but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's been quite cold earlier today, but on a warmer day, you're going to see something, I think. Just a bit of a tip if you can get yourself to a south-facing bank anytime soon. I've just found something really exciting. I'm walking along this very long, it's basically a road that runs through the forest. I say forest because it is actually a forest, not just a place with trees, it was once um, a forest. 
probably get into that another time. But I found the side of the truck, a massive mound of twigs. And it's absolutely teeming with ants. And these are wood ants. And it's a sign that spring is here in one way or another. I'm just standing at the edge of the big mound. This is quite an old nest for them, I'd say. It's very big. And there, oh, there's thousands of them, absolutely teeming. If you just stare at one spot, the movement of it all is just quite incredible. And I wonder if I get close enough, if, can actually, if you can actually hear them. If you do listen really closely, you can, you can just hear the movement of them. It's quite amazing. I don't want to get too close because I think these are the ones that, you know, spit, not spit, they kind of chuck some kind of formic acid at you. Don't really want that, but they're wonderful animals. They're wonderful insects. Relatives of bees and wasps in the order Hymenoptera for all the uh, insect nerds out there. If we had wild boar, the wild boar would probably be trying to eat these. Because one place I've been to in Poland, Białowieża Forest, they actually build fences around these wood ant nests so they can protect them from, from wild boar. And I met an ecologist there and it was her job to actually monitor the ants and to protect them. I'm now making my way towards where the old beech tree lives. This man has just gone past me on a bike and it could not be a less suitable bike for what he's going through. So I'm now walking towards an area that's very boggy. It's actually got a little bit of bog in it which might sound strange, but it's, it's a nice habitat. It's got some sphagnum moss in there, which is a species which is much less common in the south of England than it was once upon a time. I'm now entering into the area now, so it's getting much more wet here. Just passing a sign that says Public Footpath, West Sussex County Council. And I can see some really nice beech trees here, not as old as the one I'm looking to go and say hello to but the sun's come out as well and it looks glorious I hope you can hear how boggy it is, because it really is. Now there's a bird calling up in the treetops. 
think that's a siskin. And I think they like the conifers here, but you rarely see them. They're a type of finch, kind of yellow and green. I've just found my first bit of sphagnum moss for the day. There's a tiny patch of it on the, the roots of a, an oak tree. Nice oak tree actually. And it's living with other mosses as well, and just on the, the raised soil. It's a really cool looking thing actually. I'm not sure even how to describe it. It looks like it's got little beards and then like little spikes of moss coming out the top. It was once collected to use as bandages in the Second World War, but also I believe it was once upon a time used for like nappies and stuff like that. Well, before there were nappies. Twice today, I've gone down into a puddle just below the line of my boots. So, lucky boy today. I've now come to a place where there's a massive beech tree that's completely collapsed and it's completely split in, in half. And I've visited this tree as much as I can in the past, as much as I could have done. But one day I came here and it's completely collapsed. And I got loads of pictures of it beforehand. And I liked it because it had a massive bracket fungus on the side of it. And the, the bracket fungus is still there, but the tree is now dead. Beech trees don't survive this sort of, you'd call it trauma, I suppose. But it's just this complete explosion of, of beech and it's, it's just fallen, well, I don't know, 10 meters back on either side of the tree and it's taken out loads of smaller trees but that's actually quite good because it just diversifies the structure of the woodland I mean this probably wasn't even woodland about 50 years ago about yeah 50 100 years ago it would have been more open bogland when local people were grazing their livestock here but something doesn't happen anymore the grazing is done by wild deer but this is a good thing for the habitat because though this tree is a loss and these beech trees are important here because they're naturally occurring from what I know which is not always the case for beech in the UK before the end of the ice age and the splitting up of um, Britain from Europe beech trees they got here quite late before the land bridge flooded between England and continental Europe. The bright side of this is that the dead wood this is going to provide for a long time. It's going to be really good for insects, really good for fungi 
and all of the other things that depend on depend on those life forms. Right, I'm nearly at the beech tree now. So I just turn off the path to the left. Now you can hear the oak leaves. It's big screens of holly. Another indicator of ancient woodland. I'm always a bit wary when I come in here because sometimes there's people camping here and stuff. And uh, from my experience, sometimes turning off into random clearings and woodlands you find some quite interesting behaviour. I'm not I'm not here for that today. Or any other day, of course. This is the octopus beech tree. Let's see how it's doing. That was a dog, not the tree. Trees don't make that noise, just so you know. So it's got these roots that really stretch out and you can see the soil around them has been washed away and probably eroded away. So it sticks up like tentacles. You can hear a dog running through. The woods over there might be lost. But the beech tree's got these big limbs that come out either sides quite low down. And it looks like some kind of it looks like an like one of those cartoon aliens from those sort of you know, mid 20th century sci-fi films or something. It's absolutely amazing, this tree. But you can see on the, where the roots have been raised, what you'd call this sort of, the buttresses which are closer to the trunk. There's quite a lot of, there's quite a lot of the bark is dead. And some of the, the wood is showing through underneath. And I wonder why that is. Beech trees don't do well with droughts and we've had we had a very dry summer last year in Sussex. We've had quite a few dry summers and I think that does affect them. But I've also found what looks like a pine nut or lots of pine nuts that have been broken up possibly by a squirrel, probably by a squirrel. And on the ground here behind me there's the smattered feathers of a wood pigeon which would suggest a sparrowhawk has been here and caught a wood pigeon. I do think there's actually goshawk around here, so I don't know whether they take wood pigeons, they probably do, but it could be that. More likely to be a sparrowhawk. But this beech tree has got a, got quite a big chunk on it. I mean, it's probably about 200 to 300 years old, I'm guessing. And it's got another one just across from it, which is also large. I mean, it looks like the other one across looks like it's been cut back, actually, and sprouted more trunks. Maybe it's been pollarded. It, I don't quite think it has. A pollard is when you cut the branches back higher up, whereas a coppice is when you cut down at the base and it's to get them to grow back. But it's a beautiful day and the tree looks fantastic. And 
looking at the buds there's a kind of hint that they might be starting to come into leaf they've got a white glow about them they look like little lanterns so maybe this beech tree is going to be coming into leaf again for the who knows 300th time puts it all into perspective really doesn't it just heard a woodpecker hammering that's a male marking out his territory ready for spring feels like spring today looks like it too there's the woodpecker again you probably can't hear it so i think i'll leave it there i've walked about four miles to see my beach friend again it's taken about two hours and 20 minutes including a cheeky lunch break with some leftover pasta and i think the mushrooms had gone off it was left a weird taste anyway thank you so much for listening i hope you've enjoyed coming on this walk with me i'm only just starting the unlocking landscapes podcast so let me know what you think would you like to hear more of these less of these well let me know that would be great also i'm going to do a mixed media youtube video so i've got some photos from today which i'll put on there just to bring it to life but also i've got some video of the wood ants which some of you may not want to watch that's your problem blackbird Ooh. wood pigeon but yeah thanks very much thanks for tuning in hope you're well take care